Alrighty, everybody, welcome to Hospitality Happy Hour here on the HR Happy Valley Network. My name is Jenna, and I'm here with my fellow speakers. I'm Alexa, I am from Jersey. I'm Rachel, I'm from Reading, PA. I'm Aida, from York City, PA. Yeah, once again, I'm Jenna, and I'm from Pittsburgh, and we're all hotel girls here in State College um, studying hospitality management. Um, and we're going to have conversations on this podcast about human resource is- issues in the hospitality industry, like we're chatting at happy hour at the bar. On this podcast, we're going to have a few different segments um, that you're going to get to hear from. First, we're going to start with the Here's the Buzz segment, where each of us are telling you guys some about an article we found in the HR world that we think you should care about, that's cool, that's innovative, or something to watch out for. And then next on the show, we're going to sip into um, the segment with our friend from the Netherlands, Mia, to talk about something hot in the HR industry. But as of now, I'm going to go around and we're going to introduce ourselves and we're going to talk about what we're going to do this summer as our semester is winding down. So once again, I'm Jenna. I'm from Pittsburgh, PA. But this summer, I think I'm going to head down to the beach with um, my dad and live in Fort Lauderdale and just serve for the summer and learn how to bartend, hopefully get a few new skills under my belt in the food industry. Yeah. What about you, Alexa? Um, so I'm going down to Washington DC for an internship at PepsiCo. I'm gonna be working in sales, talking to clients and learning how to negotiate. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um Ada, what about you? I'm gonna be heading down to Mexico after the semester. Usually go down there. (laughs) (laughs) Spend some time with my family and just, you know, enjoy a good old peace of mind because these last past five, four months Mm -hmm. ain't been easy. But Mm -hmm. here we are. Wrapping up the end of the semester. How about you, Rachel? What you doing? That sounds really relaxing. Um, again, my name's Rachel. I'm from Reading. Um, this summer, I'm gonna be turning 21. Ooh, so yes. maybe Jenna can be making me making drinks for me, which yes. is bartending. Um, but I also have an internship in Philly with Waverly Heights. So uh, that'll nice. be fun. Have a little balance between my little professional experience and partying it up. Um, yeah, balance priorities. <laughs> that'll be a great experience. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna toss it back to Jenna. All right, so next we're going to sip into the Here's the Buzz segment. All right, guys, once again, I'm Jenna, and we're going to be sipping into the Here's the Buzz segment. So I hope everybody refreshed their frozen cocktails. It's getting warmer outside. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be talking about here's something you should think about. And we're going to be talking about people's perspective of hybrid and remote working in the hospitality industry. So this article is written in December 2022 by Roy Moyer. And it's talking a little bit about um, what people think about remote and hybrid working. So in this in the study, 65% of respondents want to work fully remote and 32% want to work hybrid, which is like majority of workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was wondering if you guys had any um, experience working hybrid at all. I don't, I did not, but. I have not, um, but I really love the concept. Um, I think COVID really showed us that we don't have to be in the office yeah. mm-hmm. like five days a week. I, I mean, I know my parents do it. 
Mm-hmm. So my sister worked. I never worked remote, but my sister did, and it was saved her a lot of time. You don't gotta drive from point A to point B. Yeah. Gas <laughs> adds up. You can save gas, help the economy, go green, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. Yeah. I think that after the pandemic, people um, though they realize how impactful and fun human interaction is. So I thought more people would be eager to working in person, but I guess not. Um, I also think in the hospitality industry, sometimes it's hard for us to be able to work remote because mm-hmm. it's hard to, if you're working in operations, it's hard to serve people, obviously remote, but yeah. more of these like sales and marketing and um, <clears throat> more managerial positions, you might be able to utilize that remote working, even if it's just coming in the office, like three days a week and then your meetings and stuff are online yeah but i think in the hospitality industry i think we're one of the we need to be working in person but i think other industries can kind of get off with working hybrid and remote yeah yeah i agree with that um something to definitely watch out for now is that more men are staying home from work um there's interesting there's an article i found that was written by jordan yadu about his own life and basically he traded places with his wife while his wife went to go be a nurse at the hospital and he stayed home with the kids so it was really interesting he ended up loving it and staying home for about 10 years oh interesting (laughs) real quick what desk are you speaking from um with this article uh something to watch out for that's definitely something to watch out for yeah that's yeah, I've definitely seen things online of, like, the roles of the house, like, switching where men are staying at home and the women are working. And I think, honestly, it's just whatever works better for the family and yeah. just yeah. if they can get in a good routine and they can Balance support the, themselves, yeah. get their I kids love, yeah. to I school. I love that concept. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine um, not working, so I'm glad that we're kind of shifting in that yeah. way. Yeah, I think sometimes I consider myself like a workaholic i like doing yeah. i like being on the go very and the women are very independent now yeah they don't really need the men the men are the ones being sassy nowadays uh-huh. if you're switching roles around here but i'm reporting from the here saying cool desk i'm Aida, and i found this article that remote jobs are decreasing and hybrid jobs are increasing so kind of something like um jenna this article was released in january 28th 2023 and it just stated that labor has been under 3% of unemployment in 2020, 2020 and oh, wow. more than a dozen of states, mm-hmm. Alta being the lowest rate of employees in Texas. On the other hand, Texas has increased the rate of unemployment in 2021. So, I mean, we're getting back yeah, to normal. That's good. You know, we I know post-pandemic, yeah. Crazy. It was rough. This, <clears throat> and just the hospitality industry was suffering it was crazy i know everywhere i worked destroyed we were fighting to find anyone to work for us yeah but i think working hybrid in the hospitality industry is not the best option just because we work face-to-face best Mm -hmm. interaction good satisfaction everything yeah but you can work hybrid a little bit yeah i think you can find a balance yeah exactly coming in and coming out Mm -hmm. and also it's a lot of like these older employees of families it's like sometimes they have to utilize that hybrid aspect just because someone i don't know the companies need to work with the employees like Mm -hmm. if they have to take their kids to daycare at like certain days of the week and certain times just Mm -hmm. situations like that it's like different for everybody yeah i think the only type of employees that can work hybrid in the hospitality industry are well that cannot work hybrid are frontline employees yeah exactly those are the 
they're needed. They're very needed. And maybe that's and they why. should be more appreciated too because mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of industries don't appreciate their frontline yeah. employees. And that's why we haven't had that experience um, working hybrid because, you know, we're all young, so we're working mm-hmm. those, like, entry-level jobs right now. Exactly. All right, so my name's Rachel, and today I'll be reporting from Here's Something Everyone Should Care, Here's Something Everyone Should Care About desk. Um, I selected this desk because I love diving into moral issues in the workplace and just in life in general. Um, so the article I picked today is called How to Create a Worker Safety Hotline That Really Works. I found some Harvard Business Review, and it's written by Catherine um, Bambino, and the article was published December 19, 2022. So basically, the gist of this little write-up is the idea of moving from a reactive to a proactive approach to workplace abuse. Mm -hmm. So the three main points of this hotline um, is that the the people that you're calling into, they're bilingual, so um, it's very easy to communicate with them. Yeah, that's important in the hospitality industry, for sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was at work one time when... There was this Asian lady, she was trying to take money out of the machine and, you know, she speaks another language, so she mm-hmm. couldn't understand the other language. The only language options was Spanish mm-hmm. and English, which is the top most spoke languages in the United States, but you should have a variety of different, you have, you are working in a diverse mm-hmm. company, you should have things yeah. available have for options. a diverse Agreed. community. Yeah, for sure. Definitely another point of the hotline is that, um, you can text in to the um, mm-hmm. to them, so you you know if you're nervous about making a phone call, meeting with someone in person, like it's really accessible for anyone, and they also get back super quick. So like yeah. I know with these issues, sometimes they get tied up in HR and they take forever, and most people won't report them because they just don't feel like going through the process. Mm-hmm. But I really like the the concept of this hotline because I know like personally, I when I've dealt with workplace issues, sometimes I'm just like. Is it even worth it? Like, yeah, I think for the amount of time it takes to. Mm-hmm. I think know. managers need to be more like mindful of that and push for yeah. um, technology yeah. like that in their workplace, exactly. yeah. just to make everyone feel safe. There's yeah. one thing I learned is that you know, guess, I mean, guest satisfaction is very important. The only way you have guest satisfaction if you train your frontline employees good, and mm-hmm. I feel like a good strategy would be is if your company is able to, you know, pay for. Your frontline employees who take classes that yeah exactly. are educate them language. yeah because yeah. the more educated they are the more better employees yeah are. and mm-hmm. feeling That's safe true. too like this is really to make sure they feel safe yeah. yeah well everybody talked about some great topics so next we're gonna sip into the hot topics segment with our friends from the netherlands yes. so we'll be right back Hello, welcome back everybody. This is Hospitality Happy Hour and this is our Hot Topics segment. Um, this is the segment we're going to be talking about specific human resource issues that are hot in the hospitality industry. Our group decided to talk about romance in the workplace environment and relationships, platonic and romantic. We'll be discussing um, these issues in a question and answer style format and going around the group of individuals who we have here today. And once again, I'm Jenna. In this segment, we actually have a guest all the way from the Netherlands. So this is Mia. She will be joining us today for this segment. And so we can get a few different perspectives. (laughs) So Mia, you can introduce yourself. 
thank you. <laughs> um, well, thank you for having me. I'm Mia, and um, I'm from the hotel school in Maastricht. Oh, fancy. <laughs> so the first question that we're going to go around and answer is, one of the most critical aspects of workplace romantic relationships and what we think is the major problem or challenge of this issue. So we're gonna start off with Mia, what she thinks on this. Yes, thank you. Um, so for me, the most critical aspect of romantic workplace relationship is the organizational efforts that companies implement to curb or discourage employees from engaging in workplace romances. Um, I actually read in this article from Forbes magazine that more than half of employees engage in office romance. And to put that into numbers, yeah, that would be more than 50 percent. That does uh, that would be more than 50 percent. And it really doesn't surprise me because mm -hmm. if we look at, if we look into what makes people more likely to engage in office romances, there are a few different factors that make the antecedents of workplace romances. Um, people are more likely to fall in love or to fall for someone um, who has uh, the same values as them. Mm -hmm. And these shared values, values trigger uh, a feeling of affection. Yeah, Another reason why that. people tend to fall in love, which is closer related to workplace romance, is the interpersonal connection. Um, it's actually uh, said that work, the workplace has been known as a space that fosters this this uh, this interpersonal attraction. Yeah. Um, this mutual attraction arises when people start having shared work goals and shared feelings of achievement and motives of uh, work. And then there's also employee proximity, which kind of refers to how close people tend to get while working together. This is geographical, but also through work demand and shared, respons uh, shared responsibilities, maybe traveling together. And for adults, uh, work is obviously a big part of their lives um, and a big part of their social lives. I mean, your colleagues are the people you spend a lot of time with, if not most of your time with. Mm -hmm. And because of these things, these yeah, office yeah. romances, they're probably going to happen. And there's there's no uh, denying it. And now onto the influence that the organization, culture and climate of a company can have in this issue is that um, I actually read in another article that there are a few organizations, including Netflix, who have proposed restrictions on limiting the amount of time that employees can actually have eye eye contact Dang, and you see in universal so media prevented co-workers from taking a cab home alone together yeah i don't know about you guys but that all kind of sounds hot to me so if there would be a person yeah uh, i would be attracted to uh in my workplace this would just add to the exhilaration yeah honestly i feel like it causes more tension almost mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so i'm yeah. gonna bounce off that Honestly, like, I agree, like, you're with these people all the time, probably more than your family. So, um, I think just there can be some issues that can come out of dating someone in the workplace, especially if you're dating someone higher up in the business. I think that's a big, like, no-no, because I think other pl employees yeah. will see that and, like, think neg negatively of you guys, and they'll think that, like, dating someone higher up is getting you like is unfair and getting you maybe like secrets of the business yeah. or anything like that and just to add to that i think it tends to kind of negate the um success of the subordinate in that situation mm -hmm. like typically if you have a successful career um people will 
you know, assume that, you know, you dating your boss had something to do with that. So mm -hmm. that's why that's exactly. a bit of a sticky situation. Yeah, I agree with that also, because when you look at it from the outside perspective, if you're the person who's not dating the superior, it looks like their favoritism is yeah. whoever they're dating. And mm -hmm. then that can cause tension in the workplace and be super awkward for everyone around. Yeah, I have you on the awkwardness. It's just... Yeah, I think sometimes when you see like coworkers like dating or like having PDA, it's sometimes just like awkward and like makes the work environment like not as enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, but I feel like if you if you um, take this stance on on the problem, then people are going to hide their relationships. Yeah, which only makes sure that yeah. uh, the company cannot monitor um, their actions, and which could actually lead to more cases of sexual harassment or favoritism because nobody really knows and gossip yeah. arises because people tend to feel these things kind of you know you see your yeah. colleagues kind of flirting with each other and that is a good point yeah i also read that um sorry it's just <laughs> well, no, i'll take over real quick while you find that um i i definitely agree like workplace relationships are going to happen no matter what mm -hmm. um and i think if we I guess my critical aspect of workplace relationships is open communication and full transparency to definitely prevent that coworker jealousy and mistrust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, it came back to me. Yeah, um, I was just saying, I read something that said that you should be open about your work environment. Like, mm -hmm. if you have a relationship with your coworker, you should be open about it to create less awkwardness because yeah. when people just see your mm -hmm. keep flirting or something they're like what's going on over here yeah <laughs> exactly what do you think alexa yeah i definitely think that's true uh about you off ada um if you just let people know it'll definitely diffuse the situation more mm -hmm. um because if you don't tell anyone and like say another boss finds out uh that could cause more issues for sure yeah and also, yeah. like, a big problem and challenge is, like, people cannot, like, you can't force or control people's emotions and feelings mm -hmm. for each other. It's, like, it's going to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's also a big thing for people to realize what they're getting into once they start dating a coworker. you know, mm -hmm. because people are actually, once you go public, you know, it's better against these things that we just talked about, but it's also... People are less likely to get uh, promoted once they are dating someone uh, like a colleague, especially if it's like a hierarchical yeah. uh, mm -hmm. I also read too, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Mia, but I just also read that uh, only date a co-worker if you plan on really marrying. care yeah, about like, it. Cause <laughs> if it's for the long run. That's your word. That's yeah. word. Work is word. Mm -hmm. But, and I can kind of move into my own personal experience now um i know where i work we have couples that met got married and i think that honestly makes their loyalty to the company stronger so if if it's something that can work out it could benefit the company um i everybody knows like that couple would probably never leave because mm -hmm. they met there uh, they have a lot of friends there and so it can work out for the better it doesn't necessarily have to all go up in flames yeah. yeah i think that what do you guys think managers can do like what do you think a main thing main solution managers can do about this issue um mia do you have any solutions that us future managers can take with us uh well have you guys heard about the cupid framework no i haven't, I haven't. Mm -hmm. 
So it's this kind of tool that um, HR reps can use to make um, a, a, a workplace romance policy within their company. And uh, this CUPID stands for Considered, Uncharacteristic, Pragmatic, Informed, and Diligence. It's just kind of these uh, things that the HR rep um, needs to uh, be aware of while making that this this uh, policy. Mm-hmm. So they need to be considerate um, of the employees around it, uncharacteristic uh, behavior that they they can anticipate uncharacteristic behavior. Um, HR managers must develop a pragmatic approach to deal with workplace uh, workplace relationships. So they need to, you know, pay attention to all the small details and uh, they must keep their employees informed. And it's like this tool, which is nice to use if you're... Yeah. Because a lot of companies also don't even have a policy. Mm-hmm. I, I think the first thing that an HR manager or all managers need to do is to set up rules in that are clear and that will guide the operation in like a safe way. Um, I saw online, there was this one, um, one time rule. So if a coworker asks you out on a date and Mm -hmm. you say, no, they only had that one shot and they can't really like Mm -hmm. ask again or like bug you again. Um, and I don't know. I just think they need to set up like strict harassment training and reporting programs to help everyone to just make sure that they have these safe resources to reach out to if they feel like someone flirting with them in the workplace is taking it too far yeah. i like um, that rule because it it still leaves it open but mm-hmm. sets the boundaries so that you know if the person you're asking out isn't comfortable with it you know it's a one-time thing so i think that's a it's a good way to go about it so that everyone's happy um yeah so it like stops people from being persistent which is kind yeah. of cool um, yeah, so I also read an article about love contracts that people have in HR. Um, it's basically where the employers have a policy against sexual harassment, and then it um, it's a contract where employees have to sign to not participate in any decisions that could affect the other's work or boost them up in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a conflict of interest arises, the employer has the right to transfer or demote one of the employees, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I kind of like that one. I think that's like one of the better solutions because I think it gives everyone an opportunity but also there's almost like a threat on the line if it's like taken the wrong way or if they're Mm -hmm. abusing their relationship powers in the company yeah i agree (laughs) anybody got some personal experience they want to share yeah has anyone dated anyone in the workplace or been asked out Um, mia have you (laughs) no no i can't say that i have but i've never had really interesting colleagues as well Yeah. yeah I think yes. we all but I also do. feel like you would, because it's like a, like a social part of your life, and even though there are people that you would normally not even like, just mm-hmm. because they're colleagues and you see them on a regular basis, it makes them more appealing, even though they would, wouldn't be in like, like your yeah. regular life. I don't know if you guys feel I the same. I mean. You just... Yeah, you just, like, are attracted to them because you're yeah. with them every day. So it's, like, like, or, like, certain things they do. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I was reading an article where it kind of discussed, um, you know, you're constantly having these successes in the workplace. And when you're sharing that with other people, like, you know, they're tend- they tend to be more attracted to you then um, when you're working on, like, team projects together mm-hmm. and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense that people would kind of fall for that. And I think... I thought my managerial solution to it would be just 
right off the bat encouraging like openness and transparency and uh, reporting these relationships to HR to kind of prevent that secrecy that would that could come with yeah. them. Oh, yeah. But I have definitely seen some relationships that succeeded from like yeah. working together, being co-workers. Yeah. Yeah. From my personal experience, um, I had someone in my workplace ask me out and you know, it just like wasn't the vibe, but I didn't want to go on another date, so it was really awkward after that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even little stuff like that is just awkward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For mm -hmm. sure. But yeah, I've had someone, I've had people um, ask me out on dates to work or like at work and I've said no, which I don't even know if it really made it that much awkward for us after, but like, I think we just laughed it off, but yeah. I've definitely seen like real relationships, like people getting married, people been dating for four plus years that have met at work happen. So I think it's just a very, um, there's a, like lots of highs and lows yeah, to this situation. clear. Um... Mm -hmm. you know what the right thing that's is. why you just only date a co-worker if you really care about them yeah if yeah. you really see it going far and that, those are my concluding words <laughs> only date a co-worker if you care yeah. yeah mia how would you how would you wrap conclude up this topic in five words uh yeah well i definitely agree only date someone if you're really into them and mm -hmm. also keep it open and honest yeah uh for sure what yeah. if it was just five words you had to say what would be the five words for me? Yeah. Keep I mean, it open and honest. Yeah. That there we go. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I'm saying make sure it is consensual. Also a good one. I said transparency and openness is key. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely say don't date your supervisors. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good, that's a good one. one. I think that's something we all kind of agreed on. <laughs> don't ever don't, date yeah. your boss. All right, well, yeah. let me invite to go get me a drink. Yeah, everybody, it's go along with your drinks. Mm -hmm. Thanks for tuning in today. My yeah. mouth is getting dry. <laughs> Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. All guys, they're playing closing time, so wrap up your drinks. Last round of shots. I hope y'all took something away from our little happy mm -hmm. hour chat today. Once again, my name is Rachel. I'm Alexa. I'm Jenna. I'm Aida. Thank y'all for tuning in today. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Cheers.